Hey everyone, I'm Amy Swift Crosby and I'm a copywriter. And I'm Hillary Laffer. I run a small creative agency in Los Angeles. We're the Brandsmiths. We're two brand strategists. We counsel Fortune 500 brands, cult brands, and small businesses to make sure their brand supports their business. Because branding isn't marketing. It isn't logos or names or signage. It's the connective tissue that informs all those things and more. Yep, if the brand doesn't support the business, it's not really brand. So here's the show. You call us, tell us your business worries, and we workshop them right here. You may get some tough love and some validation about everything you're doing right. Either way, we're going to give it to you straight. No formulas, no seven steps. We're here to help you to get unstuck and to better understand the brand you want to build and someday maybe even sell. That's the Brandsmiths. In this episode, undressing a name with the owners of Jeanette Bras. But first, what's going on with you? I don't know if you feel over-surveyed, but I do. I've just had a four-part discussion with one of the medical providers for our family about how she might better run her practice. (laughs) So, yes, I do. Well, I feel like the minute... I end a chat session, like they didn't answer my question because they sent me to a bot. That just got super frustrating. And so I ended the chat, but within, I don't know, 15 seconds, I'm now getting an email survey about the chat experience. And I love giving feedback. You love giving feedback, but the feedback loop has gotten so ridiculous that I don't need to give feedback about every brand interaction. It's automation. The minute they finish a chat, oh no, maybe not the minute, but nine minutes later, let's get more information. It's like, that's actually not customer service. No, it's customer alienation. It is. And it's assaulting and it's non-thinking style tactical marketing that's just, it's a little depressing sometimes. It is. What about you? What's going on? Well, as you know, I'm homeschooling my kids this year through a great program that happens to be out of Vermont. We're in Los Angeles. And one of the things I liked about this program was it was influenced by Waldorf. When my kids were young, we did Waldorf Mommy and Me. And I and I loved it because it's analog and it doesn't impose this kind of digital or, or structured approach on kids at this early age. You know, they're building with like felt blocks and eating with hemp napkins. This is a brand that is as analog as it gets, okay? Now that I'm in a Waldorf-influenced program, I can see the Waldorfiness in some of the academics. It's nice, mostly, except for science. So here's Poppy's most recent um, lab experiment. Find a spider living in its habitat. Most webs that you see with spiders, um, the spider's actually not home most of the time. They're not sitting in webs, like waiting to be observed. Next, capture food that you think this spider would eat. So now we're looking for ants and flies that we can deliver to the spider spider. who's not home. Ready for the third part? Observe the spider eating its prey. Are you serious? (laughs) You know, I say this as a fan, but there's sort of an overpreciousness that co- that comes with the Waldorf brand that you just have to take with a grain of salt. Well, they have devotees. So, you know, my sister was a kindergarten teacher, but I remember distinctly that at the beginning of the year, she would send out a form to 
the parents in the class asking, you know, who wanted to volunteer for this and that. And I remember that there was someone in her class whose response was they would happily bring in a Waldorf sanctioned activity or a Waldorf this or a Waldorf that. And I was like, could she just bring a Waldorf salad? <laughs> All right, let's get to this show. Okay, so the owners of Jeanette Bras are our guests today. They have four locations in Los Angeles, one in Atlanta. In fact, if you have boobs and live in LA, you likely know this brand. Big boobs, though. I have smaller ones and haven't been there. Sorry, I just had to say that. (laughs) Yes, it's okay. (laughs) Their tagline is so good. Quote, where the alphabet starts at D. Which sort of says it all, because it's a bra shop for women who live in those bigger cups. This store is super successful, but not because women in L.A. enhance more regularly than other women. It's successful because, for the owners of Jeanette Bras, V. Jeanette Goldstein and Erin Noble, it's all about experience, service, quality. Literally, there's a sign in the dressing room that encourages you to do jumping jacks. I mean, they care about the right fit. I'd say it's their secret sauce. And if you know Jeanette Bras, you know it's not just actresses or Brentwood moms. It's the Jewish bubbies. It's mothers and daughters, lawyers, chefs. It's dominatrixes and fitting rooms next to preschool teachers. This place is known for creating experience. I mean, you have to make an appointment to get fitted. You can't just walk in off the street. So with retail closed due to COVID, this high-touch business hasn't missed a beat. They're doing remote fittings, and with such a loyal following, they're solid. But here's why they're calling us today. Jeanette Bras is introducing a line of kinkwear, a more provocative collection of underwear that includes loungewear, and they want to stress test the name and messaging to go with it. So what makes a good name? And how does a new name fit in, see how I did that, to what you already have? I just want to say that I probably reveal too much about my own personal sex life in this episode, so maybe that'll keep you listening. So let's do this. Well, my first question is, does the product come with a massive padlock on the bedroom door when you have children at home and zero privacy? Yes, padlocks are us, absolutely. Great, (laughs) I'm in. So we're looking at evaluating a name potentially today that you are considering. I think we like it. Uh, It's an old name from from a past project that we never completed, and it's Jeanette Nui. As in night in French? Yes. Yes. Great. And then you're hoping for some messaging ideas around this offshoot in kink. Yes. Yeah. Hillary, do you want to know a little bit more about the DNA of the kink? Well, I do. And I actually want to know what is the hesitation around the name? It's, it seems perfect to me. Good. <laughs> uh, are there other names that people are still in love with? I think the only problem with the name was the question of um, if people don't know French, does it look like Jeanette knew it? And how do we bridge that? Well, and that there's value, I think, um, Hills, in talking about how do you evaluate a name? You, your instincts are saying it's good because of your 25 years of experience, but what makes it good or where is it problematic? Yes, it's a French name. Is there any part of your brand that has a tie to French culture, French anything? 
Well, for sure. Just only my, my first name. <laughs> Not just only. We, a good half of our product is French. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And one of our core brand values is what French people call savoir-faire, mm-hmm. which is the knowledge of the doing. And, it's, right. and we, we emphasize our fitters know exactly what they're doing. They're highly trained. They, they know how to fit. They know the line. They know the history of the line. They know the stock backwards and forwards. Okay, so there's real DNA there. Before COVID, we went to Paris every year to shop for lingerie and and bring back the most amazing stuff we could find. Yeah. I'm curious um, about the connection to Jeanette. And is it is it about Jeanette Nui or just Nui? Yeah. Well, um, it's when we first created it, we wanted to move away from this idea of boudoir, you know, ooh, bras, lingerie, sexy, sexy, and make it very much about... You know, it's for you, it's for you to wear every day. You're a serious woman with a great sense of humor, though. And this is not for someone, it can be for someone else at night, but that's the least of your concerns. It's for you. And it's been borne out. Women shop for themselves. Um, we try to get them away from this idea like, oh, I've got no one to wear for, or it's, oh, it's just every day. Well, every day should be fantastic. So we've moved lingerie into day. The idea now of Nui is, okay, now we're going into the night. And not only will there be, there be kink wear, high-end kink wear, there'll also be luxury sort of lounge, kimonos, things like that for the night, nighttime. It's your same customer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God, absolutely. That Jewish bubby, I mean, they come and they take a look at the harnesses and they're just like, what is this? My, you know, I mean, it's fun. It's funny. We're also teaching, you can wear it without the bra or you could layer it on top. You can use it as, as a peek, peeking through a shirt. You know, the, the idea of is styling and showing them what you want to show, when you want to show them, where you want to show them. Well, I love this idea of not having to dress for someone else because you're really pushing back against this feeling that women always have that sex is performative Mm-hmm. And it, it shouldn't be. I mean, it can be, and that's one aspect to it. But a one's understory, as it were, should be for her. And this, mm-hmm. I'm inspired by myself and catching a glimpse of my own bra strap and that kind of romance with yourself that is so easy to lose track of. So I love that you celebrate that. And what I'm wondering is, could we bring that same ethos into the name Nui? by adding day and nui because once you have day with nui you know that nui is night but it and this may not be actual copy but mm-hmm. it's so valuable what you're saying you're saying you don't have to save this for an event of sexual contact you can wear this harness buckle leg strap whatever under your sweatpants if you want and you have a secret <clears throat> then perhaps there wouldn't be potential confusion around Nui, but we're inclusive of your original mission and product line. So what we're doing with the online store, unlike the original business, the original business was a niche that was really untapped. We were pretty much the first store of our kind. Now we're going into an area where there are competitors, and I'm thinking, how are we differentiating ourselves from them? And I sort of want to try to bring that those women who are a little more practical, 
a little more serious in a way. You're thinking wanna, of agent provocateur and those brands. Yeah. So I want to I want to emphasize the the expertise of Jeanette and the commitment to quality and the eye and the the curation that Jeanette has as a way of sort of presenting this product as a sort of a more avant-garde development out of what our clients are already buying for us and make sure we keep our clients first because I don't know that we'll be able to take many clients from other places. Everything you just said, Aaron, about Jeanette, about going to Paris every year, about the avant-garde, about the eye, all of those things can be the DNA of Nui Mm -hmm. without having the name Jeanette. Because I feel like the minute you add Jeanette, for those who are fans like myself, I'm sold. But for someone who isn't, it may not seem as seductive as, I mean, I feel like if you create this Nui brand, you can do whatever you want and still leverage all of the amazing things about Jeanette without using the word Jeanette. Agree. But you said you said that you were sold because you saw Jeanette's name. If Jeanette's name's not there, we've lost our advantage. Not necessarily. Hillary, he's literally talking about where is the word Jeanette in the identity. Yeah. Are you suggesting that they they take out by Jeanette entirely or that it become a hierarchy question where it's still by Jeanette, but Nui and whatever the messaging is, is first? That's what I think. It's more potent and there's much more potential for what you're doing. Right now to lead with Jeanette, I think is just too limiting. I think Nui is so interesting. Yes, I understand the competition, but I think the long game... Nui by Jeanette has more of a chance to be its own thing rather than Jeanette Nui. I get you. So is that, it, does that make sense, guys? Yeah, as long as we can have by Jeanette. <laughs> yes. No, you have to because that's the yeah. parent. That's the mother brand. So yeah. No, I, I, under, I understand that. I think that makes sense because the name, how the, the logo um, Jeanette is based on my, my signature. And the Nui is a, di- a different logo, but the by Jeanette would be my signature again. So I like this sort of, yeah. you know. So your designer needs to consider what family of fonts Jeanette is coming from so they're not siblings from entirely different families. The, the brand experience is still, even though you're doing it in a, in a virtual format, the considerations for everything Hillary was talking about in terms of fit and the, just kind of the humanity in your brand will will come across in, in everything you're naturally going to consider. You, you do this. You've already done this. It's going to be natural to consider all the same things in Nui in a digital world. Mm-hmm. Savoir-faire. That to me is your essence. I totally. love that. That is the essence of um, Jeanette and of Nui by Jeanette. So messaging-wise... We know a tagline can accomplish a lot because it can say so much with the economy of words. Um, the, the way I like to think about taglines is looking at core DNA and essence. So as Hillary just said, savoir-faire, is, that's at the heart. It's your everything when you boil it all down. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? It's a big part of it. Jeanette, do you want to, can we leave out a couple other things? Because there's also kindness. 
I don't know how much that goes in with with kink, <laughs> kink and it's a, safe, it's a different kind of safe kindness. Word. The, your safe word is <laughs> gentle. <laughs> Making sure of the safe word. I mean, the slogan from the original brand is. I mean, Aaron is the is the one who came up with that. Is the key the to that starts at D. The alphabet starts at D has really been the key to this Brilliant, idea. By the way, we say what Thanks. we mean. We mean what we say, and we're we're unapologetic. That here, you know, this is for us, for us, by us, sort of idea. So I, I haven't. I've, I'm a bit stumped on on the the nui. What we're saying with this, it's like. I mean. Maybe the tagline is something about your safe word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. That, that's... Would, that would get the other one, which is humor. Yeah. That's right. the other yeah. thing about it is exactly. that we don't take ourselves seriously. The other companies would say they would say things like, we're changing women's lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we're changing women's <laughs> underwear. That's what we, that's our. Give us a, give us a, um, a muse. Who is she? She comes in and buys what Nui product? How does she spend her day? And then what's going down? After hours. Uh, yeah, or even daytime or hours, but how is she interacting with the product? Is that a safe way to say that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny because we have so many different young women who work at the store, very different um, body shapes, um, personalities. I mean, um, we definitely have have quite a few, or one who's very vavoom, um, kind of a geeky anime-looking kind of gal. Um, but very, very sexy. And then we've got one who is like, uh, we call her, what is it with Scooby-Doo, Thelma? Is that the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. with the glasses and the short hair. And she, she is like sexy as, you know, as F. And, and yep. she wears that. So it's, it's the attitude. Jeanette talks about people having big boob energy. Yeah. Even if they don't <laughs> actually have big boobs. I really BB. want big boob energy. Is that something you're born with or could I acquire it? We have so few women who have got acquired boobs, as one would call them, oh, augmented. Like, like one of 1% in, in, even in Los Angeles. I mean, it's all wow. none of that. Yeah, they don't it come in the store. Us. Not a lot of aftermarket purchases there. Aftermarket, no. <laughs> but uh, our, our core customer also um, is 50, 49, 50, 50, you know, really? I do know. She, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she earns her own money. So these products are very expensive. They're incredibly well made. So it's not just the performative in the bedroom. She wants to, how can I use this more? So she's thinking about styling her wardrobe. Well, the messaging I'm thinking about, this one isn't humorous so much, but it does speak to your the practical aspect of your of your brand, which would be everyday Eros. <laughs> everyday Eros. Because Eros is not English also, it's Greek, and it's passionate language. Mm-hmm. And then with a particular category, the messaging might be time to find a safe word. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, I really like. <laughs> That's the humor and that you guys get. You're meeting women where they are. I like Everyday Eros, but I really like Time to Find a Safe Word. Well, it's, it's the interesting thing. It's a partner, someone who loves you, who takes care of you. I mean, that, that gives that idea that this is, this is play. There's always an opportunity, I think, through social media and a lot of other platforms to express all of the same exact values that you're talking about in your day-to-day bras 
with this excursion into adventure wear. I don't know that it needs to be captured in the primary messaging, but this is why social media is great. You can have fun and express all of those other attributes with a little more spontaneity. It doesn't have to be quite so packaged and pristine. You can say, you know, on social media, we want to talk about these 10 things, practicality, comfort, and every post is capturing the essence of one of those things. Interesting. But not the tagline. No, I mean, the tagline in my, in my mind is living in a, in a primary place on the website. Maybe it's in some interesting way on the back of the business cards. Or Hillary and I have done this with various clients where there's three major messages. And so each business card has one of the three and you never know which one you're going to get. So you might have your more safer tagline, Everyday Eros, on one. You might have time to find a safe word on another one, and then we would think of a third one. So huh. you can be playful with it. This is your nature. You're not serious. You don't take yourself seriously. But you know that the thing that you're doing for people is quite serious and meaningful. So, Amy, you, you said something a second ago that I really liked. Um, excursion into adventure wear. I think that is, that is something that I've been trying to kind of articulate about what's happening here, what we want to happen for our clients. When you, were, when you were talking about who our muse was, and Jeanette was talking about our real clients, and then I, I thought I better not say anything because my answers were all like male fantasy. I was like um, <laughs> Diana Rigg from The Avengers and Catwoman was, <laughs> were the muses that came to mind for me. But maybe there is something there in the idea that, we, that there's a, a fantasy client who's going, who is making an excursion into adventure wear, that this is, there's a, the fantasy aspect of this. Yeah. That as a visual, I think is really compelling because you could open the door and kind of look around the corner. You can dip your toe in and see how far you want to go down this path. But knowing that what Jeanette has signed off on is really the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So there's, so there's kind of a, a security rope that we're giving you, that we're offering. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see when you send out a package to someone that one of those women from the store puts a handwritten note or something so that you, you feel as though I, I'm with other people who are embodying that same sensual attitude. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so much you can do. Talk about options. You guys have... So you have a giant playground, and especially because we're all struggling to, like, refine our sensual selves. I mean, I haven't seen her since March, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think you can just bring a lighter approach. It's like, no, I don't want a divorce. I just need to get a good bra, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's just, well, I mean, you got to just call the elephant out in the room. And I'm probably, what, am I the only one not having sex? Okay. Um, <laughs> Depends on how many kids you have. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Two and it's plenty. Let, let's just recap a little bit. So, so you guys feel organized about next steps and what we've covered. Uh -huh. Hillary, can you start with the font conversation? Well, I, I think that Nui should feel just as sophisticated and Parisian and beautiful and sensual with the Jeanette signature below. So you're linking them, but allowing Nui to live in its own playground, but you won't lose the Jeanette by having that by Jeanette. 
Mm-hmm. And and in terms of giving design direction, they would just want to consider the Jeanette signature, which exists with the Nui in being in the same family so that they feel connected but aren't necessarily the same. Same DNA, different expressions. So tagline. Uh, we we workshopped a, a couple of those, and I think those are good jumping off points for other messages within your universe. You're always keeping in mind these muses and how they're going to react to them. So you're thinking of your 18-year-old, your 20-year-old. You're thinking of your 47-year-old you know, mom who's making five meals a day and teaching her kids and <laughs> trying to stay married and, you know, <laughs> emptying the dishwasher for the sixth time. I feel like this is getting personal. Are you getting this is not supposed to be about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that you always know who you're speaking to and with what message. Even though it's for everybody, it's really for her. And that's where she feels really seen. Such a good point, Amy. So let's check back with Jeanette and Aaron after the holidays to see how things are going. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome to talk to you both. Yeah, you too. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right. Well, that that was fun. Um, First of all, that collection of product seems so interesting. I love the idea of like comfortable kinkware. The one thing I wanted to mention though that I think, you know, we don't have all the time in the world that we would have in a work session in the in these podcast episodes, but we would normally stress test the name a little more because the criteria for a good name goes way beyond what we talked about. Because I know the brand, because I'm a fan, I think I just had this immediate reaction of, it makes sense, let's keep going. And it did, Um, ultimately. But there are other things they have to overcome. And so if pronunciation is, is an issue, then maybe Nui doesn't make sense. We approved it pretty quickly because of our knowledge of the brand, but typically we would look at it from this angle. They are relying almost exclusively on digital now. People are not walking into the store anymore and no one's describing Nui uh, verbally unless it's on an Instagram video. So there's room for misinterpretation. So typically we would take all of that into consideration. We really fast-tracked this, but when you think about a name for your own business or a name within a name, It's important to think about the applications and all the different ways that people are going to say it or experience it, especially right now when our experiences of brands are semi one-dimensional. Yeah. So that's it for us today. I hope you got some good takeaways from our chat. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, hit us up at hello at thebrandsmithspod.com. We're also on Instagram at thebrandsmithspod where you can see our guests and find out more about what's coming up on the show. You can also ask Alexa or Siri or whomever's in your device. Find me the Brandsmith Podcast. Thanks to our producer, Carl T. Wright, with music by Daryl Smith and Carl Burnett. I'm Hillary. I'm Amy. See you next time. Bye.